Well, hello out there, planet Earth, and happy Friday. We're at the finish line for the week. Just about there, baby. It's Friday, and it's always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. ICYMI, or in case you missed it, SMB stands for Small and Medium-Sized Business. For the last 20 years, I've been a consultant for SMBs, a voice and a sounding board for business leaders advocating on their behalf as well as their employees. I believe strongly in sharing stories, providing perspective, and creating connection. So, every single Friday, you could find me right here on talkradio.myc, doing just that, lending what is left of my mind and my voice to this live radio show where I interview SMB leaders as well as their trusted advisors. One thing that I've seen over the years, some of the best thought leadership for SMBs happens on Friday when we feel that freedom of the weekend coming and we no longer have to work in our business However, we're also anxious to start the weekend. These crucial pearls of wisdom, they're often overlooked, they're forgotten in favor of our fun activities and our freedom from work. Here on the show, we take advantage of that weekend freedom and clarity. We discuss popular topics that are on the minds of SMB leaders, as well as their trusted advisors. The name of the show is not just a play on words. My name means free in German, Fry. A fun fact for everyone, a little bit of the method behind my madness for you. Uh, important to note, today's episode of Always Friday is brought to you by SDA Wealth Strategies, a boutique financial services firm in the Hudson Valley, New York, offering personal wealth management and comprehensive business solutions for its clients. SDA stands for Simplifying Financial Lives, Designing Financial Strategies, and Advocating to Implement Them. SDA offers a concierge experience for individuals and businesses. The firm's highest priority, once again, they're always about the client's best interest while empowering the people and businesses to be as proactive as possible, to thrive today, tomorrow, and beyond. To learn more, visit SDAWealthStrategies.com. Big news this week. Major League Baseball and the Players Association reached a deal yesterday afternoon, ending the lockout after three months of, of having it in, in effect. I'm sporting my Yankees jersey today. Sorry, John. I know you're a Red Sox fan. I also wanted to make mention of last weekend. My wife and I celebrated two of our friends' 40th birthdays in the same day. Our friend Sasha and our friend Greg. Greg's celebration was a walking food tour in New York City, which we're going to chat about a little bit during the show today because it does have some relevance to my special guest. Anyway, the shades are on. The stage is set. Let's rock out here. Today's show is all about moving your SMB story forward. The closer you are to your story, the harder it can be to explain it to other people and to potential clients. That said, SMBs don't have to feel the pressure of writing and telling their story on their own. So many folks out there these days who are specializing in crafting the actual SMB story and working hard to help get the message out to the marketplace, especially via the social media channels. We're going to hear from a very, very special one of those individuals here today. Our guest represents a content-driven firm that specializes in social media marketing management, as well as talent booking. Talk is cheap. We all know it. We've all heard it. Well, we're on talkradio.myc. We don't want this to just be talk. The goal here is let's use the insight on the business landscape and take it to create more impact on Monday morning. Far too often, SMBs are focused on the product that's going to solve all of their problems. The shiny new mousetrap, the magic wand, the new app, whatever it is. One thing that I've seen consistently out there Products change every single day in everything that we do, personal or business. There is no substitute, at least not that I've seen, for surrounding yourself with the right people first, focusing on the process that's going to help you achieve your goals. If you do that, the right products will present themselves when they're needed. Everything begins and ends with the people. So... In the spirit of surrounding yourself with the right people, very excited for the show today. Our special guest is none other than John Chapman, founder at Moving Forward Connections. So John is an accomplished marketing expert, a writer, an author, an entertainment host with big ideas and results. He specializes in working with small businesses and local musicians to make sure that their voices are heard and their stories are told. John has written for Huffington Post, Inc. Magazine, New York Post, and USA Today, to name a few. He's covered various red carpets from the Oscars to the Indie Spirit Awards to the Tonys and has interviewed an array of talent, including Meryl Streep, Alice Cooper, Snoop Dogg, 
Paul Newman, Will Ferrell, and Randy Macho Man Savage. His A-Sides music and entertainment series successfully ran on Huffington Post for eight years. John has authored many pop culture, sports, and wrestling-centric books, including How the Red Sox Explain New England, Superfly, the Jimmy Snuka Story, Sweet Stash, and Moving Forward which my food tour guide from this past weekend is actually in. He resides in Westchester County with his family, enjoys Star Wars, concerts, which prompted another book, actually, Rock On, an anthology of concert memories, the beach, and is often struggling to sever his smartphone from his hand. John believes in being a storyteller first and foremost. What's your SMB story? John and his team can help you figure it out and tell it. John is the best person I could think of to chat about this topic here today. We're also going to chat about my favorite three questions. Who's your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? What's your favorite musical instrument and who's the artist you'd like to hear play it? I guess that might be technically four questions, but whatever, it's my show. I'll present it how I want. Uh, coming to us via satellite in beautiful Westchester County, New York, breaking away from his smartphone to spend some time with me here today. John, welcome to Always Friday, brother. Great to see you. Thanks for having me, Steve. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Better now, better now that you're here with me. That was a very long intro, and you did a couple of deep cuts there, so thanks. <laughs> you're welcome for that. So we got to hear a little bit about the founder's journey here. Tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today, via the red carpet or whatever. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I started out as a uh, newspaper reporter. And um, gradually, uh, I'm going to give you a cliff notes because I feel like your your intro really, really covered it. Your intro is also an outro, so I feel like I shouldn't even say anything. <laughs> That's it. Thank you and good night. <laughs> and you got a nice picture of me on a recent uh, workcation. So thanks. And I think those are poached eggs. Anyway, um, so anyways, um, yeah, so I started out as a, a newspaper reporter, moved my way to newspaper editor. So the writing on the wall uh, where newspapers were kind of slowly dying, some are still around, and then just pivoted into marketing. But all the while I kept writing because you, you had said it earlier, um, I'm a storyteller first and foremost. And, um, and so writing on the side, books, um, freelance articles, um, writing for Inked Magazine, writing for you know Huffington Post, stuff like that but really driving home the marketing and um, just trying to tell stories and really sticking local. Like today I'm in a workspace spot uh, in Larchmont, the idea kitchen. I'll, I'll give a little shout out for them, but, um, and uh, that's pretty much where I landed now to social media. Everything evolves and evolves and evolves, but um and then the talent booking is really an interesting thing because I love music. I love concerts. I can't play an instrument. So I vicariously lived through musicians and I interviewed musicians for, for a long time, still do. And um, just from interviewing them, I was like, well, the, like I, I just might as well book them because I love live music. So again, uh, kind of creating a scene here in Westchester. I booked a couple of shows in, in New York City as well, but I'm a dad. I can't always get to places. So selfishly, let me create a scene here um, so that I don't have to drive into the city, can still put my kids to bed. Um, some nights, my kids are bad sleepers. But um, and, and that's kind of everything kind of meshes into one. You do social media for a musician and all of a sudden it leads to talent booking. So um, everything kind of bleeds. So that's really a Cliff Notes version. Writing, telling a story, talent booking, blah, 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 blah. Where's I like your style. I, I like I like your style of bringing the live music a little bit closer to home. That 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 resonates with me. But you yeah. also like you said you write books and writing things on the side. You you published like eight books, including the one about going to concerts, like Rock On, an anthology of concert experiences. Like, how did that come about? That that's like a real deep cut because that that was published by a really uh, small publisher, and they went out. Uh, I wish that that did well. That was that was technically my first book. Um, and just uh, going to concerts is just a real experience. And it's a real communal event. And honestly, COVID hitting, uh, that was one of the things that hit me the hardest. Because going to concerts, there is just nothing. Movies, too, for me, because I'm, I'm a movie buff. 
there's nothing like it for me. And that's that's just been a constant in my life. Growing up a chubby kid in Yonkers, there was no better escape than, than my life than going to concerts, listening to music and going to movies. And um, and just uh, that's kind of how that book came out with, with the co-author at the time. Just uh, what was your first concert experience? Talk about it. I'm amazed just because I'm always trying to recount my concert experiences, which always takes a little bit of a, of some planning if you try to make sure you remember everything. You know, I like yeah, to have yeah. a good time when I go to my concerts. Right. But but yeah, total, <laughs> totally right there with you. Yeah. So is there, is there any sort of business that you tend to gravitate towards when you're trying to tell the story effectively on behalf of SMBs or really kind of anything goes? No, I mean, I try to really... Uh, gravitate toward the local businesses who who maybe can't always tell the story quite um, on their own, if that makes sense. Um, you're, you're in the daily grind. I'm, I'm most guilty of it uh, with social media for my own social media. My own social media, it doesn't look great because I'm in the trenches, you know, working for other people, you know, and so I tend to gravitate toward I don't want to say mom and pop. I'll just say small businesses because uh, at the end of the day, I want small businesses to survive because Starbucks will survive. The local right. coffee shop, maybe not. Um, the workspace that I'm sitting here, maybe not. Dunkin' Donuts, they'll be fine, um, you know, uh, for the most part. Um, so I tend to gravitate toward that. The local business, the local shop, I tend to to buy local. Um, that's not to say that I'm not always in a Starbucks. Uh, if you notice, I'm always saying coffee because <laughs> that's all that's all that I do. It's all that I consume. But um, but just in general, I tend to go for the local uh, clients, but also like minded clients like myself. Right. Definitely. And I, I can attest to the idea of the cobbler's kid's shoes are always worn. I've, I love doing work on behalf of SMBs for the longest time, it feels like. But when it comes to some of my own initiatives, I'm always kind of the last one that I think of. So right there with you, brother. It's a, a matter of being passionate about the folks that we're trying to serve. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so love the local feeling and, and you know, helping to pump up the SMB story, whether it's mom and pop shop or not. But you will work with folks all around the country, internationally. Yeah, I, I mean, I just booked uh, a musician's tour. Uh, he lives in Phoenix, and I booked a tour for him in Vegas, um, L.A., and uh, San Diego. So I'll work with anyone. I mean, the, the one great thing about social media, and we can get into social media and the drawbacks and all that, the one great thing is that that you can work anywhere and work for anyone. So I'm really here to provide a service to help and to to really um you know help people gain exposure so wherever you are um awesome yeah awesome we're gonna we're gonna dive a little bit deeper into the method behind the madness when we come back from this commercial break with our friend john chapman founder and moving forward connections stay with us are you a business owner do you want to be a business owner do you work with business owners Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Thank you. 
Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back, everybody. It's Friday. It's always Friday. And it's me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're chatting with my good friend, John Chapman. I love saying chatting with Chapman. I can't help myself. Uh, founder at Moving Forward Connections. So, you know, talking about the idea of just being a great storyteller, before we kick things off with the method behind John's madness, I sit out by my fire pit and I'm going to tell a story real quick. So most of you can uh, you know, really know by now that I love hearing and sharing SMB stories. There's no substitute for great storytelling. I know what it's what John's all about, too. It's one of the big reasons I started doing this show. Every business has a story to tell, just like every individual has a story to tell. So this past week, with my friend's 40th birthday party, I had a crazy random coincidence happen when some of my worlds collided here. So Nice Guy Food Tours, which is the tour that I was on in New York City for my friend's 40th birthday, works with John at Moving Forward Connections. So Nice Guy Tours was founded by a gentleman named Dante Mercadente, hopefully I'm saying that correctly, uh, a food enthusiast, as am I, but also out to disprove the myth that New Yorkers are not nice with each and every tour that he does. So Dante's tour was fantastic. We had an absolute blast. Great food, insightful history on Greenwich Village in New York City. Just awesome. And Dante has become the biggest food tour in New York City. I know it's like not every city necessarily has food tours, but it's a big thing in New York. So and John Chapman and Moving Forward Connections, he might have had a little something to do with that. In fact, it's likely how my friends found the tour to celebrate Greg's 40th birthday as a result of John's storytelling and social media marketing about nice guy food tours. So, John. This is the method portion of the show. This is where we talk about the science behind what you do. So what do you do? How do you do it? And how do you go to market for it is really what we tend to think about. So lay it on us. Give us some method behind your madness. Sure. Well, well, first of all, I'll just tell you about Nice Guy Tours really quick um, and, and how funny things go. I went to high school with Dante and... Uh, and, and a typical social media and, and funny how things work out. Uh, Dante and I uh, reconnected when uh, <laughs> via Facebook and he saw some of the postings of what I was doing and was like, hey, I'm going to start up this food tour company. Uh, I might need your help doing website and social media stuff. So the rest is history, uh, basically. Uh, he is the, the best at what he does. Um, and telling a story on Instagram, his website, uh, is very easy for me because of how good he is. And honestly, uh, showing pictures of delicious food is, is kind of telling a story in itself. Uh, posting photos of food on Instagram is kind of how Instagram became what, what it is today. But, um, <laughs> The, the method uh, that I would say my approach is, uh, you know, I had, I had mentioned that I come from the reporter background um, and, and it really comes into play when, when I'm doing social media or marketing of any kind. Uh, I'll focus on social media because it's funny. When I decided to go out on my own uh, after working for some marketing, uh, you know, marketing, uh, come, well, let me rewind. Uh, I didn't actually work for marketing companies. I did marketing. I ended up marketing uh, departments uh, for various companies. 
But when I went out on my own, uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to do all service marketing. And what ended up happening was everyone hired me for social media. So, uh, <laughs> but my approach is, is very similar to reporting in that, you know, you go out there and you tell a story and you could tell a story by one photo and you could tell a story uh, with a captivating caption that's short. You can tell a caption that is one word. Uh, 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 you can tell a story with one word. Um, you could tell a story with a video. And I love doing like little uh, interviews almost like so pre-COVID when I went inside a kitchen of one of the restaurants, I would interview the chef about a dish that maybe wasn't on the menu yet um, that he was prepping like chocolate pasta uh, that that sticks out in my mind. Um, and for two or three weeks, he was honing the shape and all that. Um, and what ended up happening was uh, people would come into the restaurant and they would know him and they would go specifically like, oh, I want to see Tina. And, uh, you know, I recognize him. So the bottom line is tell a story through a photo, tell a story through a video, tell a story through a caption. And it's really no different than being a reporter. Um, and uh, that's really my approach. I've been fortunate enough that every client that I've gotten is through word of mouth, uh, with the exception of like one or two or three or four that I've just kind of followed on Instagram because I am kind of a, a love local kind of, kind of guy. And I see the potential in a spot and I want to help. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the, the short answer is tell a story. What are you not telling? And then take one social media outlet and do it correctly. I think the reason why so many people are very uh, gun shy about social media is because they're like, oh my God, there's Twitter and there's Instagram and there's, there's Facebook and there's YouTube and there's TikTok and there's reels on Instagram. And oh my God, blah, 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 blah. Pick one and do it great and worry about the rest later. I'm not going to go into a local shop and buy bread because I saw you on tic- uh, I saw you on Twitter. I'm just not. Yeah. But if I see you on if I see you on Instagram, I'm going to. If that makes yep. sense. No, it makes a lot of sense. And I, I, I can appreciate that type of advice because I'm one of those that looks at it like all the different forums and it's like a an insurmountable task to try to get something out on all of them. Do one and do it well. Great advice. So another spot where my world's collided even during the food tour was one of the stops that we made was at Palm's Frites, the authentic Belgian fries, which, you know, we like, we know how much I like to have, you know, plays on words as it relates to fries, but it says, you know, authentic Belgian fries. And one of the things you have in your, you know, kind of tagline for your company is authenticity is free. And even though your services may not be, I understand that, but you know, authenticity is free. And I think it's something that's important for who you are and what you do to really get people's authentic self to come out so you can effectively tell their story. Is that, is that kind of where it came from? Yeah. And I think too, too often, uh, well, this kind of goes into my past a little bit in working with people who may have not been as authentic as I would have liked them to be. And sure. um, yeah. it's kind of like the, I have a hat that says be kind, which, which is not totally original. I think a lot of people have that t-shirt or, you know, some saying, and it's, it doesn't take a lot to just be nice to people. Um, it kind of speaks to Dante a little bit, you know, nice guy tours. It doesn't take a lot to just be a nice person. Um, and I feel the same way about just being authentic and being real. And um, I do actually level with people. Um, I have a lot of people who are very uh, clients who are no prospective clients who I meet with who are just like, yeah, I don't know about social media. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. And I say to them, look, Social media is the minutia with what you're doing. I get it. And I get it myself. Trust me. Like, I don't want to stop and be like, Hey, look, this is me on a phone. It's, it's, it's annoying, but the minutia is the most important thing. It really is. When you're, when you're a small business, medium sized business, it's the most important thing. It's also the most annoying thing because it's like, it's almost like uh, you have to stop and say, hey, look at me, look at what, what I'm doing. And it's annoying. Um, but 
You have to because, and I try to capture the real moments um, that's happening, whether it's interviewing a chef while he's in the middle of, of doing this chocolate pasta. That's real. It's not on the menu. He's working on it because he's trying to create a better product. Um, but overall, moving forward, uh, the name came from just kind of moving forward, put everything in the past and just keep going. Um, and uh, also just the authentic, uh, authenticity is free, aside from the fact that it's a stumbling block for me to say clearly, um, <laughs> is it, just just be real. And and just be up front and, and tell people who you are and show who you are. By the way, the, the idea that your logo is a is a is a rear view mirror and the name of the company is moving forward connections. I I kind of I kind of like that, too. It's a little, it's a little counterintuitive. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of a, a loaded thing, too, because my favorite Pearl Jam song is rear view mirror. Yep, but yeah. <laughs> but nice. it's it's also put everything in the rear view. I mean, that's why it's a rear view mirror. Like just put everything behind of what you what you've dealt with or what you think you might know about something and just kind of present who you are. So, uh, uh, you know, just to throw it out there again this way, and hopefully you can relate to this. Uh, I always look at, you know, folks that have their own business or their own subject matter expertise or their own, you know, whatever it is, their own skill that they can go deep down the rabbit hole with. I always feel like the closer you are to something, the harder it can be to explain it to other people. And folks like you, you know, when you can come in as kind of an impartial observer who loves storytelling, who has the reporter background, it's it's like it's almost invaluable to be to have somebody who can give that kind of perspective and and kind of craft craft the messaging around that because they're not as close to it as you are. Is that do you share that sentiment? I mean, I, I'd like to think so. I mean, I've I've hired um, in various job capacities and myself. I've hired agencies, and and I think that it also benefits that I can be a little bit more hands on. I try not to, especially when it comes to social media, I try not to have like 40 clients. I'm one person. Yes, I have other people who I work with, but I try not to take on too much so that you get that like hands-on um, approach. But yeah, again, it comes back to me really trying to get inside. I have a, a ton of experience interviewing people um, and um, I think it's important. I really do. As we uh, segue into the madness portion of our show and uh, seeing that you have you know an aura around you where you like to be kind and be real with folks, I can't help but bring this up. You have some content out there where you say, I love Red Sox and I hate the Yankees, which oh, I'll try not to hold that against you too badly as a Yankees fan. But uh, I also see this out there where you're, you're at events with Bernie Williams and Mariano Rivera. So talk to us a little bit about some of this. So I will say off the bat, that I grew up a Met fan and that the original pitch was <laughs> the core four is who I really dislike. Um, and I know it's the core four and one more and the one more is Bernie and Mariano was such a mensch. It's not even funny. Um, and I, and I actually booked him at a, an event. Uh, the Yankee hate has subsided. I actually have no ill will toward the Yankees unless they get really on the winning ways again. Um, <laughs> but uh, the Yankee hate grows basically just out of any, you know, Met fan, Red Sox fan, uh, which is pure jealousy. And uh, Bernie, Bernie, I have actually booked a couple of times uh, and I and I know him uh and he is just a super guy as well. So it kind of makes hating the Yankees a little difficult. But that book was originally pitched as a specific Yankee book of everything that's gone wrong with the most successful franchise in the history of sports. <laughs> and then the publisher was like, hey, can you twist it and make it a Red Sox book as well? So it's funny because... Then off the success of that book, and by success, I mean, maybe six people bought it. I'm just kidding, but maybe not. And then off of that, uh, I was, I, it spawned another book, which was how the Red Sox, um, how New England, how the Red Sox explain New England, which is funny because I grew up in Yonkers, a Met fan. So, <laughs> so I wrote that with, with a buddy of mine. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, there's there's not much deep hate for the Yankees right now. And to be honest with you, I'm just so happy that baseball is back. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, listen, the, the late 90s and the early 2000s were pretty tough. And I would be lying if I said that 2004 wasn't a magical October. Um, and it was also the year I got married. So getting married, having the Yankees lose four straight, it wasn't a terrible thing. It just wasn't. <laughs> Uh, I, I know how you love to tell a good story, and I, I, I can't tell you how much respect I have for you for publishing all these different books that are, a lot of them really just revolving around your passion, per se, things it's that all, you're really I mean, into. It's, it's all pop culture, and I will be the first one to say this, and the only one to say this. I will guarantee that Yankee fans would actually enjoy that I hate the Yankee book. It's just a lot of tongue-in-cheek stuff. It, it's there's really it's all humor. There's not any bitterness, and you could see the pure jealousy shining through from from my friends <laughs> Rich and Ali Tarantino, uh, my co-authors shining through. So awesome! I, I I love how passionate you are about storytelling. We're gonna take a quick break, but we'll be right back with my man John Chapman, uh, founder at Moving Forward Connections. Stay with us. McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're speaking with my good friend, John Chapman, founder at Moving Forward Connections. So we were just chatting a little bit about some of the method behind John's madness and a lot of it just revolving around being a really great storyteller, a passionate storyteller. We're going to dive into some of the madness in, in John's travels now. So, John, this is the artistic observational portion of the show here. Stories that you have from the field, and I know you have tons of them. No story too taboo. Uh, anything really goes. And just to kick it off here, once again, the nice guy food tours discussion that we've been having along the way, just great example of a, of a story that, that comes in mind for me for the madness side fun concept but also one that was presented with numerous challenges over the last couple of years caused by the good old COVID-19 pandemic so you know John as you're sharing some of your stories here just that you know I'm sure that what folks have asked of you pumping up their social media presence and their their overall story you know during the during the pandemic times has really been been a very very valuable piece of the business so give give us a little bit of the madness from the field yeah, so in, in terms of COVID, um, and it's weird because <clears throat> when, I don't want to say COVID in past tense, but, you know, the the start of it and the, and the you know, the when we were really in the thick of it, I lost all my clients basically over two days. Um, and and it's very, it's very timely because we're, we're at the, uh, 
basically the two year mark around now, you know, um, and Dante and I had planned a trip where we were going to do some video where we were going to go for, uh, to some spots in new Orleans and film some videos about him sampling food. And we're still planning on doing stuff like that. Um, and we were still planning on the trip and little by little tours got canceled and it was grueling because, um, you know, because it's basically a two man operation. Obviously Dante is, is the driving force and and the face. Um, but every time a, a tour is booked, we know about it. Every time a tour is canceled and it was just grueling. Uh, but it was decided early on, like no matter what, we keep that going. And uh, same deal with Palm Frites. Um, even when they were closed, um, keep that going. We're, we're, we're doing takeout. We're doing, you know, and I had some clients um, of my, and by the way, I will say this, which was, was pretty crazy. Um, I didn't realize that I was a small business myself. And I, know that the, I know that this sounds pretty, pretty whacked, <laughs> whacked out of my mind. See it every day, baby. But I was actually driving home and I was like, ah, oh, I feel so terrible. This place could go out of business. What are these guys going to do? And then as I was driving home, it's a long drive. A couple of my clients are pretty far away. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm a small business. <laughs> and I started really being concerned about myself. And, and rightfully so, because they were dropping like flies. However, um, I work pro bono for a lot of these places. Um, and my thinking was nothing, well, twofold. One is I wanted them to continue to succeed in, in what they were doing. Second is I have to always be working. And even if I wasn't going to be paid for my work, I wanted to be, you know. Now, maybe on some subconscious level, you think that whenever you come up for air, um, you know, you'll continue working. But, uh, you know, for pay. <laughs> but my mind uh, really was just like, I got to keep working. And then from there, I started promoting local businesses that weren't even mine. Um, and the idea behind it was just, again, I want these local businesses to survive. So whether it was a local brewery or a local restaurant or a local coffee shop, um, it was just I want them to survive. Um, so that was the madness of the pandemic. And I went on Dante's first tour back, which was in June which was like euphoria. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so that's the madness part of the pandemic. And obviously it's been in waves and, you know, with the last variant, it started canceling and, you know, or well, not canceling, just people not booking um, or booking out. Actually, I should say it was more booking out. Um, and uh, in terms of like Palm Frites, business was slow, you know, in terms of some other clients, business was slow, but in some cases people were just keep, you know, keeping going. Um, I didn't have any of the stops and starts. Um, I will say in, in madness, in other, in another direction, being a small business, being an entrepreneur or whatever you want to call me, madness, not related to the pandemic. Don't, and this kind of goes back to authenticity. Don't take the high-paying uh, gigs because they're high-paying gigs. Because uh, if, if I can offer any advice on this Friday, <laughs> um, I've done it twice. <laughs> because sometimes money will will uh, pop out uh, at you, and you just can't say no. And even if you have a gut. Uh, your gut tells you, don't take this. This is just silly. Or I know that our personalities are going to clash, but there might be, you know, dollar signs in your eyes and you have kids and you're like, wow, this sounds good. Don't (laughs) go with your gut always (laughs) because it will never turn out the way. Um, I've, I've let go of two clients like that on my own accord 
because yeah. I just know that it's not going to work out. So that's a little bit of the madness. And I won't, I won't obviously name two examples. And if I <laughs> did, it would make for great radio, but, but uh, that's part of the madness. And I, I, I always say like uh, in my line of work, the reason I went out on my own is to work with like-minded people and to help like-minded people. And, you know, me being a small business myself, um, I can relate. And kind of like being a writer, too, I can relate to the musicians that I book, too, because I know what it takes. I know what it is to be a starving artist, kind of. I think it's very valuable advice. Very often I'll look at the money end of things and high paying engagements as a product. Right. And it's about having good people around you, executing a good process together will lead you to the right end product. That's the way I, I genuinely feel. And, you know, when you're consulting or advocating on behalf of small, medium sized businesses, sometimes, you know, a good practice is to look at where you, you yourself spend the most money, spend the most time, send your children to. And a lot of times that'll, that'll give you a nice, easy in to, to, to be able to effectively tell the story since you, you know, get a little bit more familiar with it. To yeah. shift gears a little bit, you know, we were talking in the last segment about some of your travels with, you know, with, uh, with, with Bernie Williams and Mariano Rivera, like, you know, even though you're a Red Sox fan, you know, you've been doing some work with my friends at SDA Wealth Strategies as well, you know, helping to get some of the story out there in a more human type of way. And it relates directly to the, to the MLB lockout as of late. You, uh, you actually helped you know, publish an article that, that kind of alluded to the idea of when millionaires and billionaires are discussing, you know, their terms of how they're going to engage themselves, what it actually means for you out there. So that's a very, very interesting spin. Talk to us a little bit about this. Yeah. I mean, I, I had pitched the piece because I, I don't think, I think when it came to the lockout and I'm so happy to say it in past tense, um, yes. a lot of people really did just look at it. Owners are billionaires. Uh, the players are millionaires and they're just fighting out. It really just was, uh, you know, bosses abusing their employees at the end of the day and really just kind of getting to the heart of it, but, but more so how it's going to affect us. Because at the end of the day, I think we were just kind of, and you know, it's not really we, it's, you know, some people um, we don't really think like, okay, how's it going to affect ticket prices? There's inflation, all of this stuff. Uh, is it even worth it anymore? We don't, a lot of people don't go to movie theaters anymore unless it's a Marvel movie um, <laughs> because you have big screens at home and it's the same thing. Why should I go to the ballpark? You're going to become jaded and, and, you know, to just take it up a, a notch. So that was what the article basically was like, how's it going to affect my wallet? Mm-hmm. Um, never mind what these, you know, uh, owners and, and players are fighting it over. How's it going to affect me? And actually leaving my house um, or not being able to. How's it going to affect me uh, because I have to cancel my trip to Florida or Arizona because I can't go to spring training because these guys can't, you know, get their act together. Um, And I have to cancel my trip because there's no spring training games. So um, but to take it up a notch, I will tell you that I think that Twitter is the reason why we have baseball. Because all these baseball fans in the court of public opinion playing out on Twitter forced a deal to get done. Um, If the players, I think it was getting to the point where all of the the fans on Twitter, you know, were really in support heavily for the players. And I think if the players had had walked with the last deal, it could have turned. So that's just my two cents and the power of social media. but yeah, I, I think I think in terms of the SDA thing is it's taking something that is not necessarily understood because it can get a little wordy uh, or a little uh, over people's heads and just making it something more into something that's understandable for, you know, folks like me. Yep. Love adding more of the human element instead of charts and graphs that a lot of times are not understood by, the, by, by everybody out in the public. Love the idea. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with the man, the myth, the legend, John Chapman, founder at Moving Forward Connection. Stay with us. 
join us every Tuesday at 4pm Eastern for the Mind Behind Leadership, where we focus on what leadership really means to us and to others. We have practical discussions with the CEOs of some of the world's largest companies, owners of small businesses, and experts in psychology and behavior to get that inside track, what to do, what to avoid, and what really happens. Join me, Graham Dobbin, at the new time, 4pm, every Tuesday for the Mind Behind Leadership, here live on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. all pet lovers pet avengers assemble on the professionals and animal lovers show we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong it mirrors that bond between pets and their owners through this program we come together to learn educate and advocate join us live every wednesday at 2 p.m at talkradio.nyc You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy, continuing to chat with my man, John Chapman, founder at Moving Forward Connections, social media marketing, management, strategist at large, talent booking. Is there anything you don't do? Authored eight books. We're going to bring things home here with the message part of our show. The whole idea, we want to bring some weekend insight to make a Monday impact. And you gave us some great sound bites just now, John, the idea of don't take the high paying jobs because they're high paying jobs. Very important. Goes right in line with the idea of being product focused first instead of the people in the process first. You know how I feel about that. Just in general, though, taking it back to something I, I kicked off earlier, you know, having someone like you as an impartial observer on the business or whatever the story is that needs to be told it is very important to me because, again, the, the closer you are to your subject matter expertise or skill set, the harder it can be to translate it, geek translate it, whatever it is to everybody else out there. So again, harnessing your, your types of skills to, to get that out there as a, as somebody who's done, done work as a reporter and done work, you know, in marketing for various companies is huge. So what do you, what else you got for us that we can leave everybody with over the weekend as they enjoy their cocktails? Um, always be learning. I think, I think that's my, my biggest thing. Uh, I, I love taking on clients that I know very little about, um, if that makes sense, like in a field. So I think the other thing is don't pretend that you're an expert in anything. I know it says it on my bio, but I don't think that there's any rhyme or reason in, um, in the social media world anymore. Uh, I mean, I, I can only be as, as good as the, the trends that are going on, but, uh, I, I think that learning is important. And uh, for example, during COVID, I taught myself how to video ed- edit on apps because I knew that it would be very important. Um, learning Instagram reels, learning TikTok, you know, not to the point where I'm going to be, a, you know, getting million dollar deals on TikTok, but um, that would be nice. But um, I think just always be learning and, and never assume that you know everything. Um, and, and, um, I mean, that's it. I think that's enough. That's a lot. <laughs> it sure is. And it's, you know, all things that I identify with as well. It's, I'm always baffled by, by folks that, that think they know everything at any given moment, no matter what their experience is. It's like, I've, you know, people who've been around for, for four or five decades of experience in particular spaces, it's like the entire game could change in their industry tomorrow. So it's, you, there, you have no choice but to continue learning nowadays. 
Right. I mean, there used to be, uh, you know, is there a perfect time when to post on Instagram? Well, you know what? A, COVID has changed that because so many people are working remote. I know plenty of people who have jobs where, you know, you take your phone into the bathroom and you're scrolling for Instagram. So, uh, you know, or take it anywhere. Or if you're like me, where, you know, I literally have my phone glued to me. Um, I'm not going to say 11 a.m. and I'm not going to say 6 p.m. And when I got started, there was a magic, you know, well, you know, people are taking the train home, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But there are a lot of people set in their ways. Oh, I don't have time for social media. Oh, I don't have time for this. Or, you know, I don't need to book a show here. There's there's a lot of people and you have to be open minded. And and you had said, like, you know, what don't I do? I I take the approach where if you don't do anything, you don't get anything. So that's just kind of my approach. Yeah, absolutely. So just to throw some other sound bites out there that are from some of your brethren, the shout outs that you have posted on your website, since we've talked about Dante at Nice Guy Tours so much in this episode, which again, that was an absolute blast. You guys want to want some real good history and some good food and some fun. You know, Dante's Dante's Nice Guy Food Tours in, in New York City. Awesome. But he, uh, Dante's quoted as saying, John, moving forward has been instrumental in making my small business a success. Smart as a whip and a Attentive. John's a hard worker who's in it with you and wants to see your business succeed. And I think that's that's a great testimonial. Yeah. I mean, any win for a business that I that I rep is a win for me. Yep, definitely. There was one other one. John's help with social media and bookings has been a godsend. He's brought a vitality and consistency to my posts, which garner attention. When moving forward tells my story, I get engagements. He's savvy, easy to work with, and fun. And I, that's so big for me. If I'm not having fun, I'm not making money. So it's always something that I'm focused on. But you know, this, this is this is when people are looking for the type of help that you provide. This is what they're looking for. The, these types of sound bites, even if they don't know what they're looking for. Right. You have to make it fun. Otherwise, it feels like work. You know, it is work, but you, you have to make it. You have to make it fun. And and a lot of people, social media is not fun. Social media is just another thing to do on top of the day to day. Yep. Can definitely identify with that. It's a lot of the reason why I haven't gotten some of my stuff going in the right direction. So more to chat with you about at another time. I also love the idea of the pictures and the captions and really keeping it simple to get to get people engaged. So great stuff. John can be reached 914 434 one two eight five. Moving Forward Connections is the name of the company. Uh, also under Moving Forward PR in some places. You could email them John J O N at movingforwardpr.com. If you look around social media and whatnot, you will find him. You'll find some fun pictures of him. And if you look on Amazon, you will find numerous books that are authored by him. So John, can't thank you enough for joining me here today. Before I let you go, yep. we are going to revisit the answers to my favorite questions. Who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? And what is your favorite musical instrument? And who's the artist you'd like to hear play it? So without further ado, you did say right at the beginning, right off the bat, you're a Star Wars fan. So your favorite movie character is Chewbacca. Yes. (laughs) So Chewie is a Wookiee. A tall, intelligent species originating from the fictional planet of Kashyyyk. I know that you love all the fictional planets from Star Wars as well. So Chewbacca is the loyal friend and first mate of Han Solo, serves as the co-pilot of of Han Solo's spaceship, the Millennium Millennium Falcon. And together they help the Rebel Alliance defeat the Galactic Empire and restore freedom to the galaxy. There's so many analogies that we could make there about how you're the co-pilot to small, medium-sized businesses that you work with and help tackle the the uh, internet and social media channels as you do. Uh, but is, you, know, you see it the same way? I, could, I couldn't help but make that connection. I'm going to say yes, because it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. You know, I like to have, you know, I like to have fun with all of this. So, so you, you had said, uh, your favorite movie, which, you know, Star Wars, no, no surprise, but you'd also thrown out there the movie Big, 
which one of my favorites along the way. So after, after wishing himself to be made big, teenage boy wakes the next morning to find himself mysteriously in the body of an adult. And just nowadays, I just think back to when I was a kid watching that movie, and you know, now I'm that, that middle-aged kind of guy, and just, <laughs> it's crazy. But hard to not be a fan of this movie. It's classic. Everyone can remember the scene with, with Tom Hanks and Robert Loja playing that piano at FAO Schwarz. I used to love going to FAO Schwarz when I was a kid. But surprisingly, the piano, even the one that you play with your with your feet, is not your favorite musical instrument. Your favorite musical instrument, you said the guitar, and played by none other than Prince. So Prince, widely regarded as one of the greatest musicians of his generation, known for the flamboyant, androgynous persona, wide vocal range, and high-pitched screams, which I don't want to necessarily consider the messages you put out there as high-pitched screams on behalf of your businesses, but you know, wide vocal range, really being able to tell the story every which way possible, no matter what your business initiatives and endeavors are, that's who you are, and that's what you do. Yeah, and I mean, going back to Star Wars, I, I always like the, uh, the, you know, light coming from the darkness and and that's it's kind of been a theme that i look at with covid you know and 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 what i try to think about very often you know the the themes of star wars with with the light coming out of the darkness and and i hope that's where we're at and uh i can't think of any other star wars analogies with my business i think you you you, (laughs) i am happy to be a co-pilot uh, with any of my, you know, with any prospective businesses, but you know, I, I do really feel that that I'm in it with with it, and and I'm kind of like, if the business is an octopus, I'm happy to be a tentacle. Awesome, love it, John. Thanks again for joining me here today. Appreciate you being here and doing the work that you do. Coming up next week, we're going to speak with my friend Kathy Myron, CEO at eSilo. eSilo is an online data backup solutions provider in business for twenty years now. Helps SMBs and individuals without an IT staff. Gives peace of mind knowing that your vital information is safe out there. Very timely discussion given all the headlines that we see about cyber attacks. Again, in partnership with my friends at SDA Wealth Strategies, I'm going to be doing a live webinar about. Similar topic, business continuity in a cyber risk environment on Wednesday, March 23rd at 1 p.m. with some other specialists in the space. But until next week, thank you for joining us once again here on Always Friday. We hope you gain some weekend insight to make a Monday impact. Have a great weekend, and we will see you next Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. See you then, everybody. Have a great weekend. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. on edge hey we live in challenging edgy times so let's lean in i'm sandra bargeman the host of the edge of every day which airs each monday at 7 p.m eastern time on talkradio.nyc tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges that's the edge of every day on mondays at 7 p.m eastern time on talkradio.nyc uninformed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. 
improve in world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 